thank you for tuning into the Supreme Resort, everybody. As you noticed by the title, we this is a little departure again. Um, and we uh, like each other. We're friends, and we like these parks. And um, we, we like had, you. Yes, and we like you. Uh, and and you'll probably hear all this again. But um, we <laughs> were going to do Tower of Terror, and we uh, our special guest could not make it so we decided to record anyway so we could release an episode today and uh we uh, started going down some rabbit holes and specifically the rabbit holes we went down were uh, around mask wearing and the politicization of that and also civil unrest and that so i know that you may be listening to this trying to avoid those subjects or you're listening to just to, for the escape of it all. And so if, if you're uncomfortable or don't want to listen to three white guys talk about race relations, then I suggest you skip from minute 19 to minute 49. Yes. That's 30 minutes of us talking about masks and race relations. So if you're tired of those subjects, then skip from 19 to 49. Jimmy, uh, I just realized something we are adding time to the oh, son of a motherless you read coach. my mind all right so forget <laughs> everything i just said so we will make sure to s- stop the how do we, i don't know how do we do this i think um, what we do is we insert uh, we insert another thing at the time of thing what about so sh- like, what about putting the show notes well put in the show notes but i think probably also it's a good idea eric that yeah let's we, insert a, a a sound and a little a, a brief break before yes. we begin and then at the end of it. Yes. So you will hear my voice again or Dan's or Eric's, all three of our voices again, when it's time for you to skip ahead 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to, I, we, we, we like what we, well, well, it's hard to say we like what we said. We, we stand by what we just said. Just for your comfort, <laughs> for your per- listener, for your personal comfort, if you, are listening to this and you're like, Hey, it's my podcast friends. They make me laugh. They don't, I, you know, I don't have to think about the world around me. And if you start feeling yourself getting a little, a little down <laughs> with what we're talking about, <laughs> we, you, you know, we don't, you don't necessarily need that. So you can skip. Yes. And a parental guidance advisory as well. So if you have young children, there are some uncomfortable things that we've said, and um, I think there's some colorful language, which we'll probably bleep out. But True. long and the short of it is uh, we think it's important. Uh, we stand behind what we said. We are not we are not uh, shaming anybody. We're not, uh, you know, we're, we're just making statements. And, and it's really our own exploration of how we feel about things and not not saying that if you don't feel that way, then you're a bad person. Right. Correct. And I, honestly, I think. I think anyone listening can hear when it's happening. So I don't know that we necessarily need to do the insert. We could just say when it starts <laughs> 30 minutes ahead is where you want to go. Maybe, but we would love for you to stick around and like hear yes, us, you know, lose our minds about what's happening in the world too. Yeah. And also just, I mean, if you, if you are uncomfortable, maybe that's okay. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you want to, we want to start a conversation about it. I, I think right. that that's a good thing too. So Whatever you decide to do, we will let you know um, when it's time to skip ahead. So until then, enjoy the Supreme Resort sidebar. As much as you can.
<laughs> there's some funny stuff in there. There's, it's no, a pretty good show. It's a good. It, it is a good episode. It is. But I think I think we got some good advice from some people that uh, like us and care about us and care about you, the listener, who said, "Yeah, maybe record this that we're doing right now." So that's what we did. Yes, we did, and we're still doing it. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah, it's weird. Call Nick. Call Nick real quick. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make sense later, listeners. Okay. No, seriously. Enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. We love you and enjoy the show. Please. I'm ready to take notes and I can can just jot down when we need to like completely cut something. If we, if we all agree, like, Hey, we should just stop. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Collaborate. This this isn't working. Right. Yeah. yeah, it all works. Everything works. Everything counts in large amounts. Ooh, right? It's new. Oh, that's very deep. I don't even know what well, that means. It's a, it's a Depeche Mode lyric. So, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Are they the ones that did the one about God and the Sixth Sense of Humor? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that song depressed me as a kid. Hmm. Depeche Mode is generally depressing. I do recall in college. Depeche Mode. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Depeche Mode is coming. We've got to see them before they all commit suicide. <laughs> God. I remember like there, there was a, there's a moment in my life where I heard their song, somebody, and it's that, uh, I want somebody who cares for like, it's basically just, it's a, it's a list of what anyone wants in a relationship. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a sweet song. It's well made and everything. And I remember it must have been like, I don't know, it was probably high school or middle school or, you know, one of those places where you discover one of those songs and you're like, oh, this song oh, that's gets me. me. Yeah, totally. This that's is, the one. It's uniquely me. And then like, yeah. I remember <laughs> revisiting it, like, I don't know, must have been, let's say, let's say five years because it doesn't matter after that and Mark. hearing it and just being like, okay, it's a good song, but I'm kind that's I was kind of an idiot for feeling those yeah. feelings, right? But really? we all were, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we've all had those. Yeah, like creep. I remember? Oh, I still like creep. No, it's a, creep, it's a, good a very song. very good song, but it's one of those where like someone will be like, "This is my song. It gets me," and mm-hmm. you're like, "Yeah, this is that's, just how everyone no. feels. Yeah. <laughs> this is this. Everyone feels like this at some point, yeah. right?" That Depeche Mode song. Somebody once told me the pen. That's the one, right? Somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Can you turn yourself down just a bit? Yeah. Uh, Somebody. Wait, we're not recording. This should be. This should be. This This is gold. How am I? Is this good? I turned it down. Um, Oh, yeah. That does look a little bit better. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. You're always like peaking on the on the waveform. And yeah. I'm a great sound engineer, but <laughs> yeah, we have some fantastic sound engineers here at the uh, Ears Up family of uh, podcasts. Well, I'm sorry, what's a bunch of up? people who read some web pages mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. things. Yeah, I've read some. Yeah, well. what is Ears Up? Um, oh. it is a podcast where oh, people. What's it about? They t- well, they talk about their ears and how to clean them and maintain them. 
E A R S U P. Yes. yes. It's yes. it's about um mm-hmm. you know you you see a lot of like pit bulls and German shepherds who have their ears clipped and they're up like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you do it for humans. That's what the show is about. <laughs> However, ears up is also a network of podcasts that we're a part of, and that, that's spelled, spelled uh, the the not an S. You know, you know, I've only seen it. I, I've only heard it said. I've never seen it spelled. Yeah, yeah. That's it's um, they talk about I don't know some some person who built something at some point. I, did, don't, I don't really understand. Did they talk it. about the other podcasts on their network? <laughs> <laughs> Besides the Bantha milk, uh, look, I, I you know, <laughs> hey Nick, Nick and Robert, good guys. They yeah, uh, we're no doubt fine. We're doing, doing good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we love it. We love it. <laughs> Are we gonna are we gonna roll credits? Yeah, Man. you shouldn't cut any of that. <laughs> All of it needs to stay. Because it's going to be right in line with what this show is going to be about. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World and which is better. Disney World. Today's episode. Oh, oh, hot takes from Eric. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Wait, hold on. I got to introduce you. Nobody knows who you are. Oh, yeah, we're not, we're uh, not here yet. For, yes. <laughs> First of all, I'm Jimmy. I'm your host. And I'm the one that's going to drive us to get the answer to which is better, Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Joining me, as always, to find the answer is from Dan Hates the Beatles and Josh's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dan. Hi. Um, the apartment's very nice. I, I'm sure it is. And from concierge and uh, uh what's Colorado. his name department is <laughs> <laughs> eric my apartment's really cool my landlord is pretty great and yeah. sometimes um sometimes i can smooch her Ooh. oh yeah mm. yeah is it also josh <laughs> no 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 josh I, i'm i'm not sure about josh's status but i i mean I mean, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> he's got a girlfriend. The, a long time they're going to buy a house. She's a lovely lady. Um, so no, tonight's okay. episode is a little bit of a departure from our normal episodes. And it, we're calling it the Supreme Resort Sidebar. Mm-hmm. You hear that term in the legal profession. We're having a sidebar. So what that means is we are going to have a conversation. Uh, your three friends... We talk about Disney parks and we nerd out with each other. We're going to nerd out with each other and just have a conversation. So we're people. Um, we have lives. We have feelings. We have emotions. And we're maybe going to talk about those tonight. <laughs> um, Your podcast friends are falling apart just a little bit. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much, Dan. Also, tonight was supposed to be the Towers of Terror and unfortunately, there was a scheduling conflict with our special guests. So rather than negate or uh, depriving our special guests from recording this episode and being a guest judge, we want to get uh, we want to we want to share 
we want to talk about each other mm-hmm. and things. So mm-hmm. that is the extent of what I have. Our show is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh so we have we have travel partner and it's called Concierge. And our co-host Eric happens to be employed by Concierge. Yes. And so I want to talk about Concierge for a minute and uh Eric uh, give us an update and I want to talk about my upcoming trip. Okay. Do you want me to talk about your upcoming trip yes, from please. a Concierge perspective? Yes. Tell me what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to talk about your trip from a Dan Hates the Beatles perspective. Okay, great. All right, let's 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 do it. So, Jimmy, if you had booked your trip through Concierge, you would have received the, the type of experience that is really very, um, very emblematic of the type of service that we offer to everyone. You could have said, hey, you know what? Concierge... Uh, representative with whom I am now familiar and and affiliated with, uh, can you please just design an entire experience around this night where my wife and I want to do something cool or my wife and kids and I want to do something cool? And we could have developed a signature experience for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me an example. Uh, well, an example would be you say, you know what? My children are quite all right fending for themselves on their own, so I'm going to send them to Hollywood Studios on a particular evening. My yes, wife and I want seven, to do- so that that makes sense. Yes, obviously, it's Disney. They're fine together. They're uh, seventeen. My wife and I, so you're that's great. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the my wife and I want to do something cool together. We want to have an experience where we can see the park, uh, see the Magic Kingdom. After dark. Well, things are difficult right now because uh, the parks are, well, the parks are, are are closing quite early. So we would perhaps say, hey, why not develop an experience around you going to the California Grill on the top of the Contemporary? Um, you can have your dinner looking out at the park as the sun sets and imagining the, the good old days where you could have seen a nighttime fireworks show. We could develop an experience around you going to various stops along the monorail track. We could develop an experience where we say, what resort haven't you, what resort hotel haven't you been to? Let's send you to something like the, the Riviera resort where Mm. the, the, the newest resort hotel on property, we can send you up to uh, Topolino's terrace and you can have a nice dinner with some cocktails beforehand, and your children are still running amok somewhere in the parks because they closed many hours ago. But we'll, we'll figure right. that out for you. They're, yeah. they're probably sleeping there, which we'll get to. So, well, and if, all it was of, a, if it was a Disney tourism video, they would have like been in a movie by now. For sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Eric, uh, just in all seriousness, uh, first of all, all of that is done for free. Yeah. So I wouldn't, if I just wanted to call and have you plan my evening, it wouldn't cost me a dime outside of what I'm going to pay Disney, right? That's a free service you offer. You don't get paid, but we get the experience. Completely correct. I've actually at, at various times slightly regretted working for concierge because it used to be great when I could say, Hey guys do this for me. It was, <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Yeah, I was it was so great Mike. when I could say, develop my, you know, my itinerary and they would do it. Now that I work for them, I got to do it myself. Uh, gross. <laughs> like a sucker. No, but in all seriousness, Eric, and, and I, I think our listeners by now know what you offer and, and just we encourage you to to give it a shot. I mean, for most part, if you're listening, you probably know how to do all this, but maybe you're a Disneylander and you don't really, Disneyland is, Disney World is overwhelming. This takes the, it makes it more whelming. Mm, and yes. There's definitely a lot of whelming going on. We've yes. got people who used to work for, really for both both resorts. We've, we, we have people on our team that used to work for the cruise line. Uh, we've got cast members from all over the place who really understand what's going on. We have people like me who go to places and specifically go to the new restaurants, go to the new lounges, drink, eat what we can just to get that experience. So we can give you the experience that you, you didn't know you wanted. Mm-hmm. Concierge, a whelming experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's all, it's, we, when Writing we were, down. <laughs> we were explaining that like in house. I was like, "Oh, so it's like a cheat code." You just, like want to? You kind of want to start there. Oh, interesting. You know, That's a good call. so because you know, at the very least, they'll wait on hold for you for your exactly. hotel. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is one hundred percent the thing. My sister, we're going next week, and and I I have things I want to talk about. So bear with me a minute. So my sister's coming next week. And we were dealing with park reservations and adding her to our hotel reservation and yada, yada. I'm like, just call concierge. They'll do all of it for you. Like, don't yeah. wait on old. And, and they may even have access to resort reservations or park reservations that you don't. And they're willing to do the work. So just let them do it. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Um, so around that, now, we're staying at the Swan and Dolphin. Okay. And... I just wanted to share the update. I spoke to the Swan and Dolphin people. The policy on masks is masks all the time. You you can, if you're going to the pool, you have to wear a mask. But this is not a joke. This is serious. Sorry, I'm sorry. All I can think of is, is Swan and Dolphin people. Like they, they answer the phone. They're like, ah! <laughs> i've spent so much time on hold with these people I, I can tell you some several facts number one the swans and dolphin statues are five stories tall mm-hmm. uh yeah todd english uh blue zoo anyway um Michael so Graves. yeah yes we we got it you have to wear masks you can take your mask off when you're at your pool chair which is five feet away for, or six feet away from any other pool chair and when you're in the pool and when you're on the slide and whatever, but between the hotel and the pool, you have to wear a mask. So that was interesting. They're obviously taking it seriously and a lot of cleaning procedures and everything else. So, so that's encouraging, but I'm, tr- I'm training for a, a race right now. And I said, well, I want to do the, the run, you know, around the boardwalk, beach club, yacht club, Hollywood studios. And they said, it's okay to do that without a mask, which is interesting. Huh. And there's been some interesting conflicting reports from people that that I've seen around the resort. Most of them have said if I go out for a run on the resort, they're left alone. A few people have been stopped depending on where you are. Right. Really, there's a lot of good territory to cover around the Swan and Dolphin. It's it's a great place to go for a run and exactly. get, you know, like mm-hmm. two or three miles in. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and the fact that it, the park's open so late now, it's like you don't have to wake up at six for rope drop. You can wake up at nine for rope drop, you know. And so we're excited about that. And the other thing was that um, I lost my train of thought. So that was the uh, oh, I remember. So my understanding, Eric, uh, still wearing your concierge hat. If you put that back on for a minute. Oh, um, oh, I take off you. the fedora, put on the concierge <laughs> top hat. Okay. <laughs> there, there's a Z in there somewhere, I'm sure. Um, the the uh, We're staying at Swan and Dolphin, so we can walk around there. But my understanding is if, if I'm not staying at the Contemporary and I don't have a resort or a dining reservation, I can't go to that resort. Currently, that's that's kind of the idea. Um, I, I, we have set up some people to go to some of the monorail resorts for specifically for those types of experiences that, that I mentioned earlier. Like if you're going to the Grand Floridian to go to Enchanted Rose to have a few drinks and then go on to the contemporary to have dinner, that's okay. Um, but yes, travel between the resorts has been a little bit iffy, but it, I mean, the, the main idea is to say, listen, I'm going here for this. You can't say I'm going to the Polynesian because I'm going to the pool, right? but you can say I'm going to the Polynesian because I'm going to the Tambu Lounge. Right. But you don't have to have a reservation. You can just go if you have a specific destination in mind. Correct. Because there are no reservations at the Tambu Lounge. It's awesome. Good point. And it's great. If you have a reservation at Ohana for dinner, yeah, that's which a totally closed. separate thing. You just say, hey, I've got reservations at Ohana and they'll let you in. Which is close. say, though, like, what about my freedom? <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, since it's closed, you don't have any freedom at Ohana. <laughs> right. Sorry. You're but free to not. Eric, what if it's my birthday? <laughs> um, ask Jimmy how well that worked. I mean, he was given some serious flack for saying "Have a Disney Day." He, yeah, he didn't really try with the birthday thing. I, though. I did not. I did not try hard. But not, uh, this no. is a legit question because, it, like, if if I'm going for this run, for example, and I like the, I mean, Magic Kingdom closes at six o'clock. Like, yeah, six p.m. And I can't do anything. I can go to the Springs, right? But what if we just want to go to the boardwalk and hang out, have a have a cocktail on the boardwalk or something? Like go to the Big River Grill and you know, like, is that a thing? Like I don't, I'm not staying there. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm, well, I'm slightly embarrassed to say I haven't looked that up yet because my favorite thing is to go to the boardwalk and Big River Grill is amazing. Um, the Abracadabar is amazing. I love going to boardwalk to and from whether or not I'm staying there. Um, but uh, yeah, some of those, some of these locations aren't open right now. It's true. Um, I watch a YouTube channel. It's the Disney food blog. That's DFB guide. And it, they, they do a cool folks. They're very cool folks. They do a lot of good stuff, good videos. I watch them. They keep you up to date. So if you're interested in Disney world, Disneyland and the latest news, that's a, a really good, YouTube channel and they kind of tell you what's open, what's not and, and everything else. But so, so guys, I'm, I'm going next week and we're watching the, my Disney experience app and seeing consistently flight of passage, 10 minute wait. Now that this is the ride that is 180 minutes. The minute the park opens 
and then the rest of the day. We're talking 10 and minutes. And it's still worth it at 180 minutes. Exactly. And might I add. 10 minutes is how long it takes you to get through the queue. Like that, that right. means no wait, right? So it, it, you know, people say, why are you doing it? And it's just like, it's so worth it right now because I mean, yeah, I have to wear a mask all day and, and whatever, that's fine. It's going to be miserable, but, but man, now's the time, right? I, I mean, if anywhere is safe right right now, it's Disney world. Disney does such a great job of cleaning and of actually enforcing some of these rules. Exactly. Sure. He might see some people who are wearing their mask under their nose, which is kind of like, not wearing a mask at all, but exactly. But who else actually empowers their employees to say, "Hey, listen, your kid can't climb that fence because they might fall into the rivers of America and get eaten like, by alligators." Right, like Disney. Disney does a good job of teaching their employees to say, "Hey, how about you not do the dangerous, unsafe thing, and let's come over here and do a fun, cool thing?" Mm-hmm. Like it, they they do such a good job of that. It, I don't feel safe going to the grocery store right now necessarily. Yeah, all the time. But it, those places that I trust, the places that have proven themselves to me, I will go to all the time. Right. And from the videos I've watched, the 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 posts I've seen from Disney world, they're doing it right. I just want to say, so, uh, Jason, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause I, I realized this is probably, good. he's just sitting there listening to this and going, no, <laughs> don't, Jason's don't do gonna it. Listen to this. Come on. Hey, you, don't, <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to go. Yeah. yeah that's listen, fine. Exactly. It's a choice. Right. And, and right. so that brings me to the point and, and this is going to get uh, listener. I apologize. This might get a little uncomfortable. Hey, everybody. Here's the time in the broadcast where you might want to skip ahead 30 minutes because of the aforementioned sensitive subject matter. We'll see you real soon. There are, I don't want to say two schools of thought here in, in our country, but, but very, there are 96 schools of thought. Yes, but there are a majority there. There are many people who pay attention to what scientists are saying. And, and, and Eric, you're, you're a scientist to some extent, right? And there are people. I, I, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so, I, don't know, I, I don't, I don't mean to misrepresent you, but, but there are people who say if you wear a mask and you stay a distance and you don't go into crowded places. And if you are in a place where you can't social distance, put a mask on, Wash your hands, don't touch your face, blah, blah, blah. And we are still in early September seeing 40,000 plus new cases um, a day, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, it's on a trend downwards, but there is another group of people who don't give a shit. And I'm sorry for the bleep, but it, it... it makes me very uncomfortable and it, and it upsets me and I don't understand why I don't understand. And Dan, you kind of alluded to the freedom thing and I, and I get the joke, Mm -hmm. but I don't understand it because it's continuing to impact our, the way of life, my job and how I perform my job. And which by the way, I'm not really performing because I can't because I can't go anywhere. And, and it's very frustrating to me and I, and I don't understand why. And I, I want to understand 
why people are making this hardline stance. Yeah, it's like we just agree to do this thing for a time and then we don't have to do the thing anymore. Right. So to try to explain that to some people is like, okay, I, they, I don't, I shouldn't say more. There are people in my life, there are, there are people in my life who I care about and I respect who are those people. I spoke to a client yesterday who says, yeah, you know, half the places I go and he's out every day, guys, he's doing his job. He's going to job sites. He's going to mechanical rooms and, and he's like, well, most of the time when I go to mechanical room, which by the way, if you don't know, is usually a hot, <laughs> wet, enclosed space. Right. That's usually where they take their masks off. And and at the same time, we know that this virus and you know virtually any other virus or disease or whatever is spread by human contact. Why are there so many people who are vehemently denying this and refusing to do it i think hey i I mean in my state in in colorado we recently had well just yesterday we had uh, a, a group of people who organized an event at a speedway near us called the uh the the stop the covid insanity rally a gas station or a actual track no, it's an actual, yeah, not not a speedway gas station. <laughs> I know. Um, no, an actual like th- this is a drag race, uh, the the type where you have the the cars that go super fast and then they throw out the 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 parachutes behind them to slow down. Eric, were you um, at Tomorrowland Speedway? I may have been projecting, but <laughs> anyway, um, you were saying. But yeah, they they set up an event there to say. To, to rally people and say, you know, hugging is a subversive act and um, gathering in groups is a subversive act. Like, okay, that's, that's great. A lot of things have happened because of subverting the, the norms. But really when we're talking about, when we're talking about it, you're, you're, you're discussing a group of people who want to get together to sit and drink on a bandstand and watch cars drive. Like, look at all of our other sports. We've found ways to make this work. If you really want to drink and watch a car drive fast, we can figure out a way to do that. I, I fully support your, your desire to want sports and entertainment and diversions to come back. But yeah, we're going to sitting next to each. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm, you and I are both doing that at, at separate times, but there are safe ways to do that. And it, it doesn't involve shutting down the complete economy anymore. We're way past the everybody sit inside for a month right. mentality. Yeah, no We're in the let's figure out a safe way to do this where we can clean things and we can talk to each other and we can start to reassemble our lives. Yeah. And we've done this in such an American way, right? It's like, we all shut down. We got to stay apart. We got to, you can't do this, can't do that. And then we're like, nah, we're kind of bored with that. <laughs> I'm not doing well, that I, I, think, ah. I think there's, there's, I mean, uh, I'm going to try not to get too overtly political here, but there's, there's like, there's no agreement here. Yeah. We agree that this thing is here. I, well, some people don't 
even agree with that, but right. we this agree that this, that this thing is here. We agree that it's dangerous. We agree all these things, but like usually when we, as a group of people, a country or whatever, um, have, have a feeling of agreement about a thing that is an actual problem. You have someone or a series of someone's, um, who are, listening and taking things seriously and saying, okay, well, here's the vision. Here's what we're going to do. Here's our rocket to the moon. Here's our whatever. But um, we may or may not have that person or people right now. Well, yes, Dan. True. And that's the the bedrock of our nation is this weird mix between a democracy, a, a strict sort of idea that there's someone in charge of all of us but all of the states have their own rights it, I, mm-hmm. and I i support a lot of that that idea that we don't want to put too much power in any one person's hands right but i'm not i'm just saying the the clarity of purpose and vision that that's 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 it. correct at some point you need some expert to step up and say this is what you're supposed to do and when we have experts step up, the way our country currently is doesn't necessarily support that. Mm-hmm. And Dan, I want to see the, the fundamental problem that I have is you started that by saying, I don't want to get overly political. But no, I when know. does science and illness, how is any of that political? It's true. This is not a political issue. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be. And clearly it is. And, and what's funny so about I guess, that. I guess I can, if I can go back and um, I guess what I should, the more accurate thing that I think I should have said, and I think a lot of us should be saying is I realized that what I said is going to rile some people and I apologize for the feeling, but it's also something that needs to be said. Yes. And here's, here's the thing. And, and this is a legitimate question. Okay. So, um, I'm listening to scientists and I'm reading maybe too much and, 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 you know, in the grand scheme of things, the percentage of our population who's actually being infected by this thing is minuscule. If you look at the actual percentages, yeah. So I can understand where someone would look at it. Like, are you kidding me? Like more people die of this, more people die of that. And, and we don't have to belabor the point of if we didn't do these things, what could happen, right? Mm-hmm. But, but the point is that there are people in my life who, in fact, follow a particular political stance who all have the same opinion. It's not a big deal. We should go about our normal lives. Why are you wearing a mask? What is the point? And, and, and that, that part just boggles my mind. Like, I don't understand why. Because we, well, we've proven that we can live our lives. You can go to Disney World. Right. You can go to Universal. You can do all – you can get on a plane. Right. And the people world hasn't shut down. Exactly. So my question is, am I the crazy one? Because I went to – so I hear all the time, don't go to bars, wear a mask, stay apart, and you, you'll be fine. Right? That's I hear this over and over again. And my wife and I went to a bar two weeks ago. We had our masks on. We walked into that bar and it was filled with people. None of them had a mask on. And it's like, they looked at me like I was the idiot. Like what am, am, are we the morons here? 
we might actually be in a place where uh, there's more nihilism than not nihilism. And True. It's interesting to think back. I mean, think back a year before all of this started. Can you imagine? Think back to to pictures you've seen of places like Tokyo and other areas in Japan or areas in China where you saw people wearing masks and you went, why are you wearing a mask? Mm-hmm. What's the problem? And yet we have found that there's a certain cultural aspect of, of these, these nations, these people where, Hey, I've got a respiratory illness. I'm wearing a mask. It's not, Oh, the pollution's so bad here. I'm wearing a mask to protect myself. It's, um, well, I kind of have the sniffles today, so I'm wearing yeah, a mask because wearing a mask I don't want to protect other you. people. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I see that in our, in our nation for forever. I, I can see that moving forward where there is a large part of our population that continues to wear masks in public because I'm not afraid of getting something from you. I'm afraid of me giving something to you. I agree. There, there's, there, I, I thought back recently on a few times that I can remember going to a place. I drove by a, a, a grocery store today where I went, oh, wow. I remember I stopped by that grocery store after I went to the pharmacy by, by my clinic because I went, oh, wow, I've got some sort of weird respiratory illness. I need to pick up some, some meds for this. And right. the next stop was, oh, well, I'm right by Sprouts. Why not right. walk in and pick up a few things? And what did you touch? Who did you breathe on? What is exactly. you know, like all, all the things? It's irresponsible. And, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, listen, we're, we're not going to, we probably won't go back to that world, but we'll go back to some level of normal. You think about the chaos of 9-11. And if you look back, uh, what, 20 years later, what really changed in our society? Oh, yes, I'm sure there's a lot of more more eyes on us and that kind of thing, but but really, I have to take my shoes off when I go to the airport. Like that's kind of the biggest thing, right? So there's it, right. well, as some I as somebody who has worked in education and can, will continue to do so, um, the, it appears that that moment in time produced at least one um, graduating class that has just a ton of trauma. Oh, well, that's a good point. I hadn't thought yeah. about huh. that. That's yeah. sensitive of me. Right. No, I mean, it's, it's I, there's no way you would, I, I, when I encountered it and I talked to some people that I was working with about it, I was like, Oh, so these kids were like in the womb, like, yeah, like ingesting those yeah. stress hormones while this happened. And it, it, it has an impact. So, yeah. And I imagine this will too. Uh, oh yeah. Right? Cause it's, course, yeah. maybe it's going to last a year, right. Where things are weird and I can't go to my friend's house and whatever. But, but one thing that I want to encourage in, you know, if you're still listening, <laughs> both of you, <laughs> um, that, that like, for example, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, right. He's a, he's a Disney guy, right. Jungle Cruise, Moana, et cetera, he got coronavirus and he and his family were safe and they were protecting themselves. But you know what? We've got these really close friends that we trust and they're okay because they're in the bubble and they had it and they didn't know it. And so the whole Johnson family got it. Little little kids, like two and four-year-old kids. Right. Um, and, and, and look that, at that's, him. That guy's ripped. Yeah, he's very healthy. Now, I mean, maybe he's not going to die from it, but but maybe he's also going to have something that's going to be with him forever. Yeah. And we True. just don't know. 
And is it worth it? Is it worth it to go to your friend's house? And not, I mean, we do it, but we sit outside and we wear masks when we're close to each other because it's not worth it. Because I don't know where you were today and I don't know where she was today and I don't know where your kid, you know, who, who knows? But yeah. you can still live your life. You can still be normal. You can still do things you want to do and be with people and you can do it safely and stop the spread of this thing so we can all get back to life, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So the other thing I want to talk about, and this is the reason we're having this conversation is because our, our guest um, couldn't make it and will- Which we understand will, entirely. We understand. Yeah. This yeah. is not a judgment. Yeah. This is just, a, it is what it is. Um, and, and this is going to get a little even more difficult. <laughs> uh, first of all, Uh-oh. I want to acknowledge and celebrate Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Uh, he oh, yeah. was just an incredible actor and he touched so many people's lives. And you think about the characters that this person played, it, you know, I mean, I, I, we'll start with Black Panther, right? Because that's the most prominent and the one that he, but he, that's the first Marvel Cinematic Universe black superhero. And, and that's iconic, right? And that's, that's something that, that children, white, black, whatever, they look up to that character. It's a powerful character and he stood for something very special. And, and we can do another show about that movie and the impact and everything else. Well, I got to add too, since we're, since we're on that, um, I was working in a movie theater when that came out and anyone who doubts that that character in that movie had an, a profound impact and like it like just oh my god i mean entire families were going together just like yeah. dressed up like it, like this was the, i you could just tell that this was like wow this this is this is this is so important you know yeah he played jackie robinson the first black baseball player he played thurgood marshall he played james brown like if you're an important black person in this country, he's going to play you at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, the privatization of his cancer is is sad and, and also very strong. And he wasn't asking for pity. He wasn't asking for, for anything. He's just, he was just being him and being strong. Right. And, and I just, I, I want to pay my respects to him and, and I'll let you guys go to say stuff. Um, about Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Um, I enjoyed his look. I don't really watch a lot of movies. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it's 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 impressive to watch. A, a lot of us watched, went back and watched Black Panther immediately after we found out this news. I know people that have died of colon cancer. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible horrible diagnosis uh, it, it has influenced my life thinking on on my personal illnesses it's not it it's not pleasant to live with and to see someone who went and earned so many accolades and became such a prominent figure like it, okay chadwick boseman played uh thurgood marshall he played Jackie Robinson, major black figures in American history. And then he played Black Panther. Okay, it's a comic book movie, but there were so many things that came out of that that film. 
it's such a, a well done movie. It's it's different than so many of the Marvel movies. In some ways, the villain wins. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's so much good that came out of that to see so many people say this is it's significant to me. Who else says that about uh, about a, 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 a comic movie. book movie? Yeah. I, I I mean, I'm a Swede. I'm almost one. I'm very a very significant portion of my heritage is Swedish. I didn't watch Thor and went, this movie is important to me. Right. I went, mm-hmm. oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, and, and, and to some extent, that quote-unquote villain is as relatable as any superhero. And, and right. I mean, I guess the second to that is a little bit Thanos, where you could get it, like you understood the yeah. motivation. Everything they're saying. It's not right. Lex Luthor. Yeah, it's not Lex Luthor. It's not twirling mustache guy. It's, it, you know, he has a point. And yeah. and it's not even right or wrong. It's just it's just a difference of opinion and how you execute your vision. That's really the biggest difference. And I'm not even getting into <laughs> presidential debates on that point, but <laughs> right. it, it's, it's just, it's just how you can execute your vision. Yeah. And, and the other thing I want to talk about, and I, you know, I, I just, I strongly encourage that you, you don't cut this out, but I want to, I want to go back to, and this is, these are just things that have been upsetting me. I've been, I've been having a difficult time over the last couple of weeks and maybe I'm a little too late, but we kind of had a little bit of a, a nod to black lives matter. And listen, I don't have all the answers. I, I've, I've done a several months of research and reading and studying and understanding, and there's going to be arguments for any kind of thing. And I don't want to get into the arguments, but I do want to say that what I've come to understand is that I had an implicit bias that I did not realize that I had. And I've acknowledged it, I own it, and I'm working actively to avoid it and prevent it. I I grew up in Utah, where if you were black, you probably played for the Utah Jazz. And and I grew up in a... it wasn't an overtly racist environment, but certainly right. I, my father's a product of the thirties and forties. Like it's just, it's just the way things were. Um, and, and I, I guess I just want to acknowledge that, that I understand that bias. And I want to also acknowledge that, that there's a, there's an image online that shows what certain people think black lives matter means. And it's a bunch of fists all in a line. And there's a white fish and there's a fist and there's an Asian fist and there's a, a, you know, Native American fist or whatever. And then there's a black fist that is above all the rest. That's not the point. The point Mm. is that all of those fists are at the same level. We should all have the same rights. We should all be treated the same way. And I want to acknowledge Kenosha, Wisconsin and specifically how, and I'm not defending Jacob Blake. I don't know what he did. I don't know what his priors were. I don't know what whether he had a knife or not, I don't know. That's not the point. The point of a person being shot in the back in front of his children in the same town where a white person with a gun, yes, his hands were up, but with a gun, people saying that man shot people and the police passed him by is a, if that doesn't encompass this problem in one image, I don't know what does. (sighs) And, and that's what upsets me is that people don't acknowledge the difference between those two things. And there is a difference. 
And it's important that we acknowledge it. And it's important that we learn. And it's important that we read. And when you hear about systemic racism, understand what that means. It, 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 it's systematic means there are systems put in place that are not you and I, not you listening to this show. Right. But there are systems put in place to keep a certain po- part of the population sort of in their quote unquote place. And it's real. It is 100% real. And it may not be diabolical. It may not be, you know, again, twirling mustache thing. But there are things that were put in place hundreds of years ago that change. They evolve, right? It's not Jim Crow laws anymore, but it is a new version of that and how there are certain people who don't get the same rights and they don't get the same opportunities because of the color of their skin. And part of it's generational, part of it's that people are teaching their children that this person, because of the color of their skin is less than you. And, and that's real. And you listening to this may, may know this, that you may have heard this uh, from your, from your parent. But anyway, I, I, I go, I don't think I'm going to go any further, but I, I guess I just want to acknowledge that and celebrate that we are all equal and it's in our constitution that way that we should all be treated the same way and and that we all should have the same rights as people as humans and i'll say one last thing if there's a bear roaming the streets it's an animal not a human being not a person with loved ones and brothers and sisters. I mean, maybe the bear has brothers and sisters, but you, you get my point is it's Let's not a human. Bear has brothers and sisters for this. <laughs> yes. Well, brother bear too is going to be on scraping right. the vault at some point. Yeah. Um, but that bear that's roaming the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin does not get shot in the back seven times. And if it did, PETA would be on their asses so fucking hard. It would, it would cause a riot. That's the difference. That's a good point. That's what Black Lives Matter means. It doesn't mean that white lives don't matter. And it doesn't mean that acknowledging Black Lives Matter means that we should feel guilty about being white. But we should acknowledge it and accept the fact that we do, in fact, have privilege because of the color of our skin, just like people who have color don't have the same privilege when because I think- of the color of their I think also in like, in my case, seeing it happen in real time and noticing it and not freaking out and not going like, Oh no, no, no. It just, just kind of softly, gently like correct yourself and kind of go, yeah, of course those thoughts are there because you grew up in this culture, but let's notice them and let's think about them. And let's, let's, you know, that that's, that's what you do with anything that's wrong with your brain, you know? Yeah. And and forgive the rant. I hope that you will forgive me if I upset you or offended you, but I forgive you. We can move on as friends and as co-hosts. I firmly believe that everything I said is true. And that's from coronavirus to Black Lives Matter to anything else. I believe what I'm thinking is correct. And by all means, if you think I'm wrong and you can factually, substantively prove me wrong. I want to know because I feel like I'm the crazy person because I'm (laughs) surrounded by people who are telling me that I'm nuts for thinking the things that I'm thinking. 
And I don't understand how both can be true. Yeah, I think you just point at the the white kid with the gun that I don't we don't need to talk about his name. No. Like that that made me just drop like as a person. I was just like, how 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 can you how can you see that and not understand? Like that is that's the most basic like first of all, it's it's insane. (laughs) But like just as like a thought experiment, just as like an example, like just look, just look at what happened. Like just that's it. <laughs> and if you don't yeah. have the answer, I don't know. I don't know. Yes. And we don't know what we don't know, but here's what I do know, Dan, that the tower of terror <laughs> is a made for TV film from 1996 starring the illustrious uh, Steve Printing Press Gutenberg uh-huh. and the young star Kirsten Dunst. This was a breakout role for Kirsten when she was nominated <laughs> for a Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a TV Movie Pilot Miniseries Leading Young Actress. The plot. A disgraced reporter investigates an abandoned luxury hotel where five people mysteriously disappeared 60 years earlier. Some excerpts from reviews of this film. One of Disney's better films. (laughs) Nice to learn. Compared to all of their previous sequels. No, it wasn't a sequel. Uh, Nice to learn the full story of the ride. (laughs) Ten out of ten. Hysterical. Exactly what you would expect from a film starring Steve Gutenberg. (laughs) (laughs) and finally this subject review good for the kids bad for steve gutenberg (laughs) (laughs) it's like an inverse kicks for steve gutenberg oh my god is that an nxs album huh nxs inverse kicks kicks. (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice nice reference thank you Oh yeah, Woo. that got yeah that got deep. Uh, yeah, so doing, Jimmy? Okay. <laughs> I, do, I feel I feel much better. Uh, I don't have the answers. I want to. I, I'm at a place where I'm either going to put my head in the sand or I'm going to take action. And I think I have no choice but to take action and yeah. support what I think is right. So hey, sand is a great choice because you can't breathe in there really good. Yeah, May as so well get COVID you, you get a little bit oxygen deprived, and you get a little loopy. <laughs> well, it gets everywhere, according to oh, sand is the worst. That's oh, right. Oh, Anakin Skywalker oh, pointed it is that's correct. you know what? Maybe sand is what actually made him turn. Ooh, that <laughs> makes sense. We need to bring sand. in the folks from Be- Bantha Milk to uh, clear this up. <clears throat> I think maybe. Um, Jimmy, do you have and, them, do you have any other either other phone number? We can just try calling them. <laughs> oh God, I do. I do have Nick's phone number. Get him on speaker. <laughs> give us your give us your take on sand. Let's see. Let's let's try it. Does it get everywhere? Okay, hang on, hang on. <laughs> well, Here's, he's in the Eastern Time Zone like me. It's nine o'clock. He is in the Eastern Time Zone. Oh no, I got to look him up. I I don't I don't have it ready. 
don't By the it. way, I have 29 pages on the Tower of Terror. Yeah. Wow. That, 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 wait, that's a lot for you. That's yeah. a lot even for you. Now, to be fair, that is a lot for you. There's some repeat information. There's some bold print. There, but it's there's a lot about this ride. There is a lot about the Tower of Terror. Like, for mm-hmm. example, since you're no longer listening to this episode, uh, the spirits of Hollywood Studios Tower of Terror sometimes try to help guests avoid their fates. Inquisitive guests who peer inside an old notice board in the lobby may find that the fallen t- letters accumulated at the bottom spell out the warning, Evil Tower, You Are Doomed. The warning has come and gone over the years. And of course, too Gremlins, many letters. Gremlins director Joe Dante did direct the pre-write <laughs> video. I don't want to spoil all my points for the next time, but if you're yeah. listening to this, you probably didn't listen to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, are we gonna are we gonna try for the bas- 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 Do we call him? I'm I'm trying to look up his actual number. Um, okay. I'm having trouble finding. So well, while we do that, right. we have uh, some things from the mailbag. Oh, Dan's mailbag of mail. Yes, and oh, I wait, a- wait. B- before we start the Dan's mailbag of mail, yeah, should I just call Nick because I found it? Should I just plug it, it in? Go for it. Call him. Uh, I don't have my my plug. I've got oh, to like, plug it in your computer or your. Yeah, now that's microphone. too high tech for for this episode. Just speaker. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the uh, Ears Up In-Depth, which is another show on the Ears Up Podcast Network, uh, they recorded live last night on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, if you if you join us for game night, uh, we just sat and trolled them in their chat. <laughs> it was a good time, and they have no idea that we did it. Yeah. Hey, Nick, this is Eric from the Supreme Resort. <laughs> And uh, that's about it. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> How do you feel about sand? <laughs> I think Jimmy landed on an idea there, which is uh, that we <laughs> record us watching them record and then yes. put that behind the Patreon <laughs> paywall. Yes. We, we, we should do that. Yes. In-depth record live and we just <laughs> troll the heck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the uh, and the other and and ears up as well. I mean, like, it's <laughs> why not? Yeah. Uh, so here's uh oh, I found a, a little uh, jingle for Dan's mail bag of mail. Right. Uh, yeah, is that the hot drinks? Uh, uh, Wendy, it's not. It's not. Uh, oh no, um, Nick's calling me back. Hang oh, on, speaker phone. Good evening. This is Eric. Eric. You might want to let him know that we're recording. Uh, this is Nick. How are you today? Great. How are you, Nick? Well, I am just dandy. I, I just got an interesting voicemail from you. I thought I'd give you a call back. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, very unfortunately, we're, we're recording a random episode. and we, we thought we'd call you and ask about uh, your if, thoughts as a yeah. Star Wars expert on sand. On sand? Sand. Sand. You know, I have a lot of thoughts on sand, as, as one might. 
can can uh, can you folks listening to this episode hear about Nick's thoughts on sand or, or you might want to just do, do a wee bit closer? Uh, if they can hear me, I, I would love to tell them my thoughts. Yes, they can hear you. They're, they're you know, there, there's a whole the whole thing about sand is that you know the feeling of it and it's just coarse, you know, and it's rough and it just it's, gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. That's yeah, right. You know, it's, it's just a no Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. 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 So, so if, if you need any more uh, any more information about Sam, I'm obviously happy to go into detail. Well, I, I have a quick question, Dan. Dan, what is your question to Nick about Sand? Is Sand and Anakin's discomfort and hatred of it responsible for Anakin Skywalker turning? Is Sand res- and the discomfort of related to Sand responsible for the turning of Anakin to the dark side? You know, that's a pretty interesting question. You got to think about it uh, logically. Is that the kid grew up on a planet of sand. Um, that stuff got everywhere. Uh, he, yeah. he had to dream about it. Um, so when you think about his upbringing and the fact that a big turning point in his path to the dark side uh, was him going back and seeing his mother dying amidst the sand, the very <laughs> sand. By the sand people. By the sand people. Uh, you know, I think possibility that sam played a big role in his anakin's eventual turn to the dark side i i i, I completely agree Point out Thank the fact you. that the sand people are the ones that killed his mom uh jimmy wants to point out that sand people sand people tuscan raiders but sand people are the people <laughs> who killed his mother now, yeah that's true that's true uh, that they are the people of the sand Right, right. They are, well, Luke Skywalker called them sand people. You know, this, that is the way for them. It is the way of the sand. So this I would argue, they guess, uh, they, they, since they are of the sand, it's it's really. Ultimate. Isn't that what Luke oh, called excellent. the sand people? He called them the sand people in Episode well, Four. Luke called them sand people, but he might have been a little bit um, racist. I don't think he, he was the most politi- politically correct. <laughs> this is correct. You know, you know, it was a different time. It was the seventies. <laughs> All right. Thanks, well, Nick. There's no crossover. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Sorry for the random call out, but. Oh, all good. Listen, if at any time you, you need some sort of Star Wars info, you know, obviously all I do is sit around and, and, and wait for these calls. These are, these are why I get up in the morning. So. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's the, uh, the on call Star Wars uh, helpline right now. Devoid of sand. You know what? I can, I'm going to put that on my resume. All right. All right, man. Thanks, well, man. Hey, uh, let's let's do this again real soon. All right. Yeah, we should talk <laughs> as an actual official thing, as opposed to me randomly calling you during a recording. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know, now that my phone number is out there in public knowledge, we're just gonna you know, <laughs> just let me know if you have any Star Wars questions. <laughs> there you go. I'll try. To, I'll try to cut that part out. Sounds good. I was told that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right. All right, brother. Thanks so much. All right. Bye, Nick. That was Nick from Banta, Banter, Banter, Beskar, yeah. and Bantha Milk. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. All right. <laughs> Which you can listen to on the Ears Up Podcast Network. I can't wait what for him to listen episode? to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, part am I? Just listen all the way through. Find out. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, Dan's mailbag is now. Here we go. Got that again. That's from Mickey Mouse Club, apparently. I don't know. Um, so, what 
will it take each of you to go to the parks before this is from David uh, S in the group uh, take before the parks get before we have COVID under control other than Jimmy who's going soon and Eric and Eric yes also so, me okay well Dan what will it take for you to go to Disneyland resort amidst COVID speak now um I think I honestly well I had a change in the living situation and this is significant because um I've kind of had to change my point of view on how careful I need to be all the time because uh I'm I don't I haven't had that luxury necessarily. So, um, uh, you know, ask me this maybe a month ago and I would have said, you know, we need, you know what, if schools are open, if, if I'm going, if I'm going to work as a, as a teacher in a school environment, then I'm going to go to Disneyland too. So it's not so much about, um, some standard it's just like well okay if society is saying you know you need to go have these children cough on you then i'm gonna go have children cough on me at disneyland too sure okay and and, uh disneyland has to be open right also that yeah of course because it'd be a lot less lawsuits for you right well I, i tried i tried breaking in um, I, oh, you were that guy. Okay. Well, look, I'm just saying if they're not going to use the animatronics, then they should at least let me rent them. That, that <laughs> it's revenue for them. The, right. the, How much would it cost to rent an animatronic? Can we, can we discuss this? Like okay. what, what, what's, what's the line? Which okay, so this is this animatronic. Like, where's the dollar points here? Lincoln. Let's start with Lincoln. Do you think that's the premium? That's the one. He's the star. I mean, he's so he's so lifelike that when he stood up, my wife grabbed my arm and said, "We need to leave." (laughs) (laughs) She was ready for the robot uprising. She yeah, she couldn't handle that. So um, how much would you pay to rent Lincoln? And you know there's more than one. There's 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 gotta be a backup. Yeah, yeah. I think there was well, okay. well, I think the real question is how what would be a reasonable price for one to pay? You know? Um because of course, you know, I'm I'm a teacher, so I, you know, <laughs> thirty bucks maybe. Um but uh, Lincoln, I think that, I think it's a thousand dollars a day. Really? I think it, I think it's more. I think it's I think that's your million million dollar one. Million dollars a day. Oh. Well, yeah, cuz there's only one, right? How much are they making on them now? Well, nothing. Exactly. Well, that's true. Well, let's maybe scale it back to like 50,000. I, that's I fair. mean, that's 50, fair. 50,000 yeah. 50, for a one how many moments? How many great moments? <laughs> 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 and like that's how it was, up, that's how it, that's how it's on the on the website too. It's right. <laughs> book your great moments with Mr. Lincoln. 
I so, agree. so for fifty thousand, it's it's just the basic regular regular show. But if you want to have him stand up and say, "Go to Ralph's and buy some zucchini. Oh. They're on sale right now. Oh. That's an extra five grand." Product like his very own Teddy Ruxpin. Ooh! Oh my God! Can you imagine a, an Abe Lincoln Teddy Ruxpin program? It's the anything you want. Eric, you look very nice today. Is that a new haircut? The man that, that's an extra ten grand at least. I mean, come on to to have the like. Well, you should really ace that interview. Pal. Just load up nothing but bad jokes about Link- Lincoln's own beard and have him tell them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Nothing but weird, dumb references to like. Have you noticed that I don't have a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why they call it a stove stovepipe hat? Because it resembles a stovepipe, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if you could program to do a hot drinks video from Wendy's? Oh, God. <laughs> You'd pay 50 grand for that. I you would know, pay. That doubles it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, it, well, and I, I, I'd have him, like, make really just be nothing but references to his beard and, like, well, I certainly regret going to the theater or, like. Oh, God. What, what or, if his suit was stained with blood? <laughs> oh, God. Or like like program program like zingers where he's just like that's that's not that joke was all was as bad as my time going to the theater. Take my <laughs> wife, please. <laughs> um, so, how far are we from corporate? Like like Disney's going to be in dire straits for a while, right? These theme yeah. parks are coming to full speed, so they're going to need all the support they can get now. You know, a year ago, you know, people are talking about uh, everything is is branded, it's IP, blah blah blah. And I've made the case before that it was I there wasn't as much IP because these rides were sponsored by corporations. That's who paid for these rides, right? GE, Exxon, like that's who paid for the rides. Now they don't need that anymore because Frozen can pay for a ride because that's a brand, right? Right. So now I wonder if they're in dire straits, how far are we from corporate sponsorship? And like in the middle of, of Abe's speech, it's like, ba 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 And now here to join me in singing the national anthem is Grimace. <laughs> it's just someone in a costume. <laughs> Dancing across the stage, yeah, like Sweden style the, from the Muppet chasing movie. After the cheeseburger, <laughs> the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, Lincoln's top tier. What about uh, the auctioneer pirate? Is, Ooh, is he next? Is he next, that's up there. Yeah, that's next, right? Where's uh, Abominable Snowman in that? Oh, H- Harold. Yeah. Wait, which, which Harold or um, <laughs> Giant Yeti Immobile <laughs> Disco Yeti. Yeti from oh, I think oh, Disco Animal Yeti. Kingdom? They He's could rent Disco that thing Yeti. as like a jungle gym. Just so <laughs> have the kids play on it. Yeah. It's a good call. Uh, $12, <laughs> climb up the Yeti. <laughs> the, 
The frog from Gadget's Go Coaster that sometimes spits water. That's a hundred bucks. That's a hundred bucks, right? Uh, I think fifty. Just to take it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to to keep it uh, versus having it randomly spit at you. Well, I think I think it's like. They, they, they'd ask $100, but then if you say, I'll give you 50 and I'll put some like CRL on into the, the little <laughs> knob, <nozzle. laughs> we'll make it work for you again. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so David S. asked a question. <laughs> yes. Uh, did we answer it? I think we answered it. There's I'll another one. Um, for Disneyland, you are forced to spend your entire day in one of the lands. Uh, you have to factor in food, ride repeatability, crowds, etc. Which land do you choose, Eric? Wait, so, so Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, let's open it up to wherever. All right. It, it, well, maybe we restrict it to Disneyland because okay. that's where my mind is going. Yeah. <laughs> do it. That's um, the question. Well, okay. Yeah. So let's do let's do one for each then. Oh, 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 we are a bi-coastal show. Right. Yeah. Um, Disneyland, I would totally stay in Adventureland forever because hmm. um, Indiana Jones, uh, Tarzan's Treehouse, you, I mean, they're, they're like beds and stuff, and uh, Bengal Barbecue, and okay. the Jungle Cruise. Why not? Why not? And, and, and the, the Tiki Room. And the Dole Whips, so you can get dessert. And- yeah, there, there's yeah. so many great, great moments with Mr. Lincoln in Adventureland. <laughs> um, I'm going to say I, I'm I'm torn between Main Street yeah. and, and New Orleans Square. But I'm going to go to New Orleans Square, and here's why. Pirates. Because you don't want to be an old man sitting on that bench on Main Street looking at people and going, too many people here today. Well, actually I want nothing but to be that man, but um, yeah, that's, that's entirely <laughs> what I want. That's the dream. <laughs> um, so pirates, haunted mansion, the train, uh, club 33. If I'm allowed, mm. uh, blue Bayou, French market, the river boat, uh, the canoes, Tom Sawyer's Island, Canoes isn't marked uh, New Orleans Square. I can watch them. You can watch them. You can watch them. That's yeah. allowed. But all the rest is is true, right? I mean, well, I guess technically it's Frontierland for the riverboat. So let me take that out. But the the rest of it still exists. Fantasmic. That's where I'm spending my day. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. How about you, Dan? I want to, I, I really want to say Main Street because I think it gets so, it's so it's underrated. underrated. I haven't done that episode yet, but you still have the train, you have the Main Street vehicles, mm-hmm. you have a couple mm-hmm. restaurants, you got the cash. My shirts, pants. <laughs> I think, mm, you know, I think I would, I think I, I would take Main Street because I don't think that that, I don't think that there's um, any other way that I would actually spend as much time as I have speculated, I would want to spend in, Ma- in main street. Cause you know, if you have main street, then you have the, you know, these bright, shiny objects that, you know, to the North of it, where it's like, well, yeah, this is fun, but space mountain, you know? Um, I think, 
New Orleans Square, I completely agree with you. And since I'm on the fence, I'm going to go with Main Street. Simply because I, I do want to be that old man on the porch. And yeah. there have been times there have been times when I have gone to the park thinking like, you know what? I'm going to make sure to spend a couple hours on Main Street just checking out the atmosphere because there's always something going on. And it's not right. always like top tier entertainment, but it's 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 good. Yeah. Think and about I it, miss right? so much of it just because I'm somewhere else. Yeah, You're headed somewhere, right? Yeah. Train Mr. Lincoln. Um, you've got several restaurants, you've got the corn dogs, you've got yeah. the castle there, popcorn stands, main street vehicles. And if you're talking about Disney world, you can get your haircut. Mm-hmm. You can listen to at Disneyland. You can listen to the, 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 the party line thing, play some mm-hmm. checkers, oh, yeah. you know, drink some coffee and some ice cream. Yeah. It's it, a good it, argument. It's definitely like a book report kind of choice, but it's sure. like, I want to, I, I still would like to read that book, you know? So what about Disney world? Yeah. Eric, you, you can go first or I can pop in. You know, it's, it's weird. I, I don't know particularly it, maybe it's because of a few specific memories, but, um, really a large, a large amount of them are gone now, uh, because of the changes in Hollywood studios. But, I would totally spend a whole bunch of time in the Grand Avenue area of um, of Hollywood Studios where I could see the Muppets frequently and also go to the Baseline Tap House and have some beer and some some pretzels and some it, charcuterie. It's so it's adjacent. Like that that feel that area feels just adjacent to everything. Like yeah, you got the Rizzo's, you got Mama Melrose, you've got the Tap House, but you're adjacent to Star Tours, which is not part of that land. You're adjacent True. to Star Wars land. You're it's just it's adjacent to True. everything. I can't spend a whole day there. I don't know because yeah, but Jimmy, I, I have spent a large amount of time there. <laughs> I, I, cool I mean, area. I've spent. I spent a large amount of time in in Galaxy's Edge when it opened up last year. And it, sure, there's plenty of food and stuff to ha- to have there, and maybe that's a better choice. But I, I mean, I've got some great memories of 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 seeing uh, seeing the Muppets. Like, how could I go to how could I go to a Star Wars themed land and not acknowledge that Muppets are on the other side of the fence? Like, come on. Yeah, uh, I I can give you several reasons why. Um, but so I was thinking Disneyland versus magic kingdom. So where my head was going was I I was leaning towards, uh, Liberty square, ironically, but I'm going to go with Tomorrowland. If I was going to spend a day in just one land, it's Tomorrowland. And reason why current Tomorrowland. Well, sure. For real. So uh, yes. And here's why. Cosmic Gray Starlight Cafe has three okay. different bays with three different menus, so I can get a variety of meal choices. I've got the Tomorrowland Speedway. I've got the People Mover. I've got Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear. I've got the uh, the, the Laugh Floor, the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, all the kinetic energy, the rocket jets. Um, I mean, there's just a lot to do. There's a lot to see. True. 
there's a lot of kinetic energy. It just and, and you get ice cream. You can do shopping. You can go to Tomorrowland Terrace and get exactly. a dessert party and watch the fireworks in another land. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So I go with Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. Dan. Uh, Frontierland. Ooh, is it because of the country bears? Um, it's I'm just wondering, a nice walkway that connects everything. <laughs> well, I, 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 I mean, front, be careful. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I think I think I, no, this is rough for me because I, I don't have enough experience. I don't have a ton of experience over there. Again, but, we're going to do this episode, the Frontierland episode, but you've got country bears. You've yeah. got... Yeah, you got uh, the uh, God. What's the restaurant? The um, Pecos Bills. Pecos Bills, which is randomly Mexican food. I, I don't know. Anyway, so you got it's, Pecos it's, Bills, it's, it's, it's Chipotle, but in Disney World, it's great. Chipotle, Disney World. You've got Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Frontierland. Yeah, it's it's a lot to see. There's a lot of Easter eggs in that land. Mm-hmm. You can see mm-hmm. maybe Crockett paraphernalia. The, uh, diamond uh, diamond horseshoe. horseshoe. Uh, I think that's in, uh, that's actually, I think in, no, that is Frontierland. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's Frontier. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's because it's, well, it's I, St. Louis themed and that's think, where it ends from Liberty Square. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's why I kind of choked on this answer is I remember one time I went to Disney World, <clears throat> probably the first, I found out that they have, you know, I grew up with the Golden Horseshoe, and I I love it. I loved it. I don't know what it, what's happening there now, but in its heyday, I loved it. Like it was an absolute staple. We have to go every time. And yes, I probably had to sit in that same seat every time. Um, grew out of it. Um, but uh, I remember at some point it was I saw something during the early part of the day and they were like, Hey, yeah, uh, keep coming back. Cause the, sh- the show changes every time. And I was like, what? And like, yeah. And so that was kind of what got me across the line to say Frontierland. But then I don't know if they're still doing it that way. But when so you like, list all those at things. the Golden Horseshoe Cafe. <laughs> Sometimes they might sing it different. <laughs> Confession time. Confession yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Disney World 50 times. I have not set foot in the Diamond Horseshoe. What is wrong with Not you? Once. Nor have I eaten at the Liberty Tree. I've never eaten uh, at Liberty Tree because it's not easy to eat at the Magic Kingdom. Meal. Because oh yeah, yeah. But I have eaten in uh, the Diamond Horseshoe. Had a great chicken sandwich and sat in there and went, why isn't there anything happening on the stage other than a player piano? So Can I, I just wanna... walk in there? Should should I just go in a week? Yeah, when I go? yeah, yeah just go. Just, just go. go in there. I'm gonna, um, should I just, just, live just flash your, your <laughs> Supreme you Resort badge? Yes. My, my media badge, yep. Right. I we used th- to get those. So I don't want to like show off or anything, but I've eaten in the Liberty Tree Cafe and... The Diamond Horseshoe. Thanks, Karen. Um, <laughs> um, what? Another question. What's the most embarrassing thing you've seen at the park? Me in a suit. 
<laughs> it's true. Dan and I used to go to Disneyland wearing suits, uh, at least sport coats, like sport coats and jeans. You remember those banded collar things in the nineties? You know, it was all oh, the way yeah. up. I, that was the thing, and I felt like I was the coolest. Jimmy, we were the coolest. And then we yeah, would go and make, embarrassing. They would go. We would go and make fun of the kids in Tomorrowland who were like <laughs> listening to the rock and roll band, you know, like the knockoff band or whatever, or like No Doubt or something. Yeah. And, and we'd make, that you then married one of them. At I Disney. married one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, and by the way, we got married at Disney World. I didn't know that. Oh wow! Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. It's a little known fact. Um, but we, yeah, so she, <laughs> she would make fun of us while we were making fun of her. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is a, it's a Romeo and Juliet story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. <sighs> I'm going to need time because I was, I was so, so taken. <laughs> and, and I also say that audience, um, I found on T public every once in a while, they'll do like discount t-shirts $14 for any t-shirt and so uh, they they had the special and I found these two brothers t-shirts um, you know so you like if you you're a Disneyland person you've watched Abe Lincoln if you're a Disney World person you've watched American Adventure there's a song two brothers two brothers on their way two brothers blah 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 and one more blue and one more gray mm-hmm. um, and so I bought Dan and I two I could, I'm sorry Eric um Oh, we've known each other longer. There's not a third brother. I'm the third brother who wears like mauve. (laughs) Yeah. Or you could be the sister. Oh, hey. All right. That's maybe that's our, the t-shirt picture too. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the the third brother. (laughs) 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 brother. Ain't nothing gonna, gonna mess up my my birthday. (laughs) Um, so, so Dan and I, and again, you've, you're still listening to the show, you know, my political stance, but <laughs> so, so one more blue, one more gray. Um, and, and Dan's like, I should get the blue one. And I'm like, oh, I'll get the gray one. And then I got it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think I can wear this shirt right now. <laughs> so the implications of what that means. Now, number one, if you're seeing me with these, the, the gray shirt brother two <laughs> number one if you understand it you're probably one in a million and number it kind two, of makes it worse <laughs> exactly because if you do understand it you know what it means and i'm that guy and then if you're like and then if somebody that comes up and like yeah and then I'm like, oh, i don't want to be your friend i'm brother two two brother <laughs> brother <laughs> Which would happen a probably disturbing amount at uh, Disney World. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. But fortunately, yeah. I'll be in my I'll be in my ECV, so <laughs> <laughs> you can get away fast. Yeah, I think that's that. That's maybe my most embarrassing thing. And this is this is kind of turning into a confessional. Is uh, I don't know if anyone. I don't know if anyone's listening to this anymore either, but. We've referenced before that when we do the International Booze Cruise, which is what it should be called, by the way. Yes, agreed. Um, we will rent the ECVs because we feel like that's the way to do it. Because then, well, first of all, 
so much judgment and it's fantastic. Yes. Well, and, at Disney World, not as much. It's more jealousy and envy at Disney right. World. It's like, how come True. you can get one? Of, I want one of those. Right. At Disneyland. But, but, but the, when they realize that you're doing the International Blues Cruise, which is what it should be called, um, then their mind immediately goes to, you're drunk driving. And it's like, yeah, at like two miles an hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just um, get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's 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 wonderful. It's fantastic. I wrote into Ears Up about it years ago. And um I, I we really we we actually do that and it's fa- it's so great, but it's so, so delightfully embarrassing. And, yes. the and there was f- one time we had enough people we did a flying V. Right, right. <laughs> and and uh, you also get to have your empties shaking in the, the, the <laughs> yeah. basket. And you, you don't throw any of them away. They're nope. all in your bag. They're, tro- they're trophies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and by the way, our our social club is the EZVs, which That's is the right. Epcot, Epcot Cox Cocktail Voyagers. Voyagers, yes. That's the shirt. We need a shirt, oh, Jason. Yes. Is. <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> so I guess what I what I I guess the point there is I should be embarrassed by that and I recognize that but I'm not. Okay, <laughs> so that's not your most embarrassing moment. Mm, no, it's not, and we can't Eric, talk about the actual. One. Oh, I can. No, you can't. So wait, we're, we're we're talking about. Oh. Sorry. We're talking about our our own most embarrassing moments. Yeah, even I think, though I think we might, I think it's been changed. Take, we we might take pride in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a time leaving Epcot uh, where perhaps I had been too excited about the uh, the 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 nightly airing of Illuminations, where my wife said, "Well, my wife had actually." Um, endured stress fractures on both ankles um, in a that. run recently where I said, jump on my back. And she jumped on my back and I was walking through Epcot with my wife on my back. And I kept trying to like hike her up a little bit further, more like you would have a child on your shoulders, but she was an adult woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there, were, there were a couple of times. What's that? She's your landlord. <laughs> yes, yes, my landlord. Um, there were a few times where I almost chucked my landlord over my head onto the street where she would have collapsed because she had non-functioning ankles. Ah. And uh, there were a few times where as I hiked her up, she would scream, no! And uh, the various cast members and other people walking nearby would look at us like we were crazy drunk people. Which, of course, you were. Um, yeah, that sounds True. It sounds endearing. That doesn't sound embarrassing. That sounds you're supporting your wife. You're helping carry her through your beloved theme park. That, that's, that sounds delightful, Eric. And, and, and almost injuring her more. I, 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 don't, I guess maybe I missed it. So what were you doing to her? You were carrying her, and then she was asking you to throw her on the ground? No, no, no. I was trying to like get her further up on my shoulders so I wouldn't ah. have to carry her so low. So I was trying to like hike her up on my oh, shoulders got it. as if a child right, would sit on right, right, on right. your shoulders. I was basically holding her on my back. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. 
Yeah, a, it wouldn't a, have gone well if she had gotten onto my actual shoulders. It would it would not have gone well at all. It's a metaphor for life. Yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, got another question. This is from Ellie. Um, what day was Disney Toys built? Wait, th- this is a question from Eric's niece. Do we want her listening to this at this point? Oh. It's, it's your call, Eric. It's your kin. Um, well, I haven't talked to her uncle or my, her, her father or mother, but, um, yeah, let, let's, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's okay. answer the right. question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Wednesday. first Mickey, the first Mickey Mouse watch was developed in 1942 and it was a World War II icon that was sent to the troops and it was a symbol of hope for our struggling army and um i made all of that up i have no idea uh i think before that jimmy would be the uh original mickey mouse plush Ooh, oh but yeah from tower of terror What? Well, yes, yeah. they, they, they in featured one in Tower of Terror. 30, was it 39? 1939? Uh, yeah, it, was, it was the late 30s. Yeah. Halloween, Halloween 1939, Hollywood Tower of Terror. And the little girl who got zapped was was carrying a Mickey Mouse plush. You're absolutely right. So it was invented at the Hollywood Tower Hotel <laughs> by Steve Gutenberg. By Steve Gutenberg and Kirsten Dunst. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 19. His father built printing press, so he was he has it in his genes. <laughs> right, he's got the cash. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, Walt <laughs> licensed the the Mickey Mouse brand to a plush company that made uh, a very creepy ish looking uh, oh, plush yeah. doll, very different from what creepy. we're used to seeing now in the late thirties, nineteen thirty nine. All right, that Excellent. was that was from the ride, but yeah. Okay, but yeah, it, it, it probably was around that same exact time period when Walt originally licensed that because of the popularity of Mickey Mouse. That would be one of those embarrassing, like, imagineering things where there's this girl in the Tower of Terror ride that's set in 1939 with a Mickey plush, and the plush wasn't actually licensed until 42. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of my favorite, one of my proudest moments of the research for the Tower of Terror, which you'll hear later, was that I called him. Steve, printing press Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep, keep bringing it up there, buddy. I love it. I'm, I'm okay. proud of myself. Uh, how did this is also from Ellie? How did the Magic Kingdom tree get built? Listen to the Liberty Square episode. This uh, Liberty Square v New Orleans Square. You're telling Very a true. child to do homework right now, Jimmy. There was a tree <laughs> in another. Part of Disney World that was transplanted to the Magic Kingdom and the technology that was developed by Bill Evans of Imagineering or, or Horticulture, Disney Horticulture, is so well known. Not only is it used across the world in horticulture and landscape, but it was the first time it had ever been successfully done. And so important that it is now the icon for Disney horticulture at Walt Disney World, that tree. Hmm. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Didn't, uh, assuming we're talking about the one in Liberty Square, yeah. because that's the most important tree in the Magic Kingdom. Did, didn't they have, did they have to uh, splice two tr- trees together? Or no. was that just one tree? I'm, one I'm not tree. sure. Now they've, they've added other organic elements to it, but that okay. w- what they did is they took a, they basically cut a hole in the middle, took a steel rod, lifted it up, contained the tree roots in a, in a pot and then replanted it essentially. And then filled that hole that they made with the, the steel beam to carry it. And they filled it with organic material and it's still alive to this day. It was planted in 1971. It's the oldest living thing on Disney world property. That's pretty cool. Huh? It is. You were in that episode, Dan. What? <laughs> I made that case in the Liberty Square argument. I don't you were in New Orleans Square. And I remember I remember using my snowblower on my driveway listening to that episode and going, "Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah." <laughs> uh I, one last one. Yes. All okay. right. Liberty uh, Square is the most decorated land. Well, why didn't you pick it then? To I didn't. <laughs> Jason, it was freaking Jason. No, no, I mean to spend the, your entire day there. Never mind. That's um, a good point. I almost did. I chose Tomorrowland because of the animatronic in that um, restaurant. Go ahead. Okay. How do you apply for the flying Tinkerbell job? Eric, you have some experience with this. <clears throat> yes. Um, you go to Disney Central Casting. And you say, I would like to be the flying Tinkerbell. And they will say, you're a man, <laughs> you're overweight, and you have a beard. No, thank you. Well, I don't think the man said at that moment was, uh, yeah, like, they'll totally see me. And they'll see that this is, like, progressive casting. And I don't care <laughs> if I have to fight Tiny for the job. Oh, She's tiny. super old, and I can take oh, her. Tiny. <laughs> but <What>? yes, <laughs> um, yeah. I think. Does I don't anybody think... want to talk about Tiny? <laughs> well, we've spent enough time on Tiny. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I I don't think gender is relevant. Quite frankly, okay. Um, okay. I think height and weight are more relevant. True. Um, I think man buns officially disqualify you. <laughs> and that's I from, have a ponytail today. That's from life, not just from this job. Um, but yeah, I think that's really the thing is, Ellie, if you want to be Tinkerbell, you have to be super short. So you might be eligible. <laughs> but I don't think it matters if you're a boy or a girl. And look at Peter Pan in, in theater forever. True. Yeah. He's been a girl for, you know, ever in theater. Yeah, Mary Martin, right? Yeah, meet her, Mary Martin and, and yeah. Sandy Duncan, maybe. Yeah, you got to fight them for the role, too, just like yeah. they're tiny. Um, I do think the child labor laws would be a problem. Oh, yeah. Well, nowadays, but it's though. Flo- I mean, it's Florida. They basically have their own government, the Disney company. True. <laughs> true. Ellie's almost old enough to uh, to qualify. Yeah. There you, yeah. go. you may you may remember the episode on Tom Sawyer's Island where that kid just said, hey, I'm Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer and, and Walt's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> sure. Aren't we all? <laughs> Very true. He went from selling newspapers to being a character who walked around and helped people clean fish. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bring it full circle. Um, so I want to acknowledge the both of you and thank you for your time tonight 
and your support. And thank you, listener. We we hope that uh, you're still with us. We hope that we didn't uh, overwhelm you with uh, uh, our own emotion. And uh, if you agree with us, great. If you don't agree with us, also great. Uh, we can start a conversation. You can join us on our Facebook group at the Supreme Resort. To we have game nights. Expand the conversation. We have game nights, which we typically do on Wednesdays. We have our friends over at Disney Disneyland that join us from time to time. Check out Disneyland. You can start seeing the artwork for our shows on the Ears Up podcast website where you can see some of the Disneyland artwork, which is really quite delightful. Uh, we've added it for Tom Sawyer Island episode. We added it for the uh, the previous episode, which was the the Rapids Rampus ride. Rocky Ramps. Yep. Yep. So... <laughs> There's that. Uh, you can email us at jimmy at earsup-podcast.com, dan at earsup-podcast.com, eric at ejohnson at concierge.com. Follow Jeremy at spectro underscore radio at both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, game night, check out Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. Poor, <laughs> poor Nick, who got <laughs> what a good sport. What a great sport. And uh, really, his his insights on sand were spot on. In, entirely yeah, I, true, I yes. Yeah. And then ears up, ears up in depth. And then there's a bunch of other stuff, like talking to cool people about cool whatever. Uh, but you can support us at patreon.com forward slash ears up. Uh, and if Jason yeah. decides to upload the video that we give of us trolling them making shows then yeah. you might see it. trolling video there but yeah it's you know what listen we're not doing this for money we're not trying to make money on this thing we enjoy this subject we enjoy sharing it with you we enjoy the conversation what we want more than anything is for you to engage with us and continue the conversation are we crazy are we right, spot on what do you think and i think the best way for that is on our facebook group Give us a review, please. It's really nice to know what you think. How do we get better? How do we change? How do we evolve? And that's true for you know everything. How do we evolve? How do we get better? Uh, so please review, like, review, give us some five stars, give us a comment on whatever platform you deal with. And we appreciate you. And thank you for allowing us our candor. Thank you for supporting us. And thank you for listening. And uh, be good to each other and stay safe and stay healthy. And we'll see you on the next show where we will do the Tower of Terror. So that's right. the case of the Towers, Terror v. Guardians. Eric and Dan, what do you have to say? I think Guardians I'm win. I think, uh, yeah. So what you're saying is our next show will be the show. Yes, a regular show. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a with, regular with show. people yeah, talking yeah. about things, and yeah, you'll have the you'll have the book report on the next show. This was a little more raw. Uh, maybe we should record a bumper to warn people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they'll figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Have a great big beautiful tomorrow. No, I don't want to say that. Have great some great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Have great moments with Mr. Lincoln, fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Is there an outro? Do you want to play the outro or is that added later in post? I generally add it in post, but you can just play the, the yeah, I just do the normal song. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, there that's the thing. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Supreme Design. And thanks to JR Tramp for the music. Thanks to JR Tramp, also on Game Night. 
Thanks, everybody. Bye, Dan. Bye. Bye, Eric. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love everybody. Bye. Who knows how many kids listen to the show, but I think our audience is mainly children. <laughs> they just put it on at daycare centers. And they, yeah, they sit around. Yeah. It used to be kids, pop, but now like kindergarten centers and stuff, they're like, hey, it's a supreme resort. Daddy, how it. many coats of paint are on the mountain? <laughs> Why do you say that the Matterhorn's a wild mouse roller coaster? <laughs> Why did the, the mean man doesn't like the Beatles say that? <laughs> what, is, what does it mean that, that the speed ramp takes you out from the depths of the afterlife? <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's Disneyland's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Only once. <laughs>